This is Umami Conversations. Conversations to feed your soul. Thank you for leaving a review on Apple and Spotify and rating us. Enjoy this episode. Blessing. Society conditioned us to think of like the next step in our lives, especially in our 30s. No, if you can go and live in a new experience and get to know yourself outside of your comfort zone, please do it because you grow, you know, like a lot of people stay stagnant because they're not listening to the voice within. I would say being open with my family members and, and, and letting them see what depression looks like, you know, what mental health struggles look like and why why yes, was it yes, so important to name yes, your ancestors yes, and know yes, your line? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> like there's a reason. Yes. And it's not, okay, yeah, now New, New Testament Christ, done with that. No. So then why, <sighs> if, it, if it was done, then, then why is it still there? We're so much. Oh, we're so much. Especially black women, I have to say. We're, we are, I don't know. We're something special. We are God's special people. Hey, y'all. So our guest today is Kabasiji Bakahundo Molera. She is a Canadian-born East African woman. Kabasiji aspires to be a wellness coach and counselor who hosts events and retreats all over Africa, beginning in Uganda. She wants to use her creative gifts, her experiences, and her education to help Black women in the diaspora and back home to heal, grow, and glow. Her offering to the world is her story, her vulnerability, and her safe space. She's taken a risk by being open and letting people into her life when she shares online through podcast interviews and spoken word because she knows how listening to people's stories really validated her own experiences when she thought that she was crazy and alone. Enjoy this episode with Kaba CG. Yo, CG, 2021 and 20, was it 2021, 2022? You weren't around. Yeah. You weren't in so... uh, Canada. <laughs> no, I know. And you know, it's funny now that I'm back, I don't. Like, it's hard to even process, like, oh, I was actually away for this amount of time, you know? Yeah, yeah from yeah. 20... So I left May 27th, 2021, went to Egypt for two weeks, then landed in Uganda, my home country. Yes. That I wasn't born in, but still, that's my country. It's still home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. June 15th, and then I returned. I left the country June 15th. That wasn't the plan to stay a whole year, but it was clearly God's plan because I surrendered. Oh, boy, did I surrender. And I'm so thankful that I made uh, a full year in Uganda. Yeah. What did that allow you to to see and to understand about CG? Oh, so much. I even got shivers. (laughs) I got shivers Mm. right now. That's funny. Um... Well, one, I do what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely one thing I realized because, like, a lot of people thought I was crazy. My parents were telling me, don't do it yet, you know, like, wait, 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 wait. You know, because, yeah, it was the peak of COVID, especially um, in Uganda. Yeah. And there was a shutdown or something while you were there, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whole lockdown. Yeah, there was a lot because I remember like we were we were I think it was the beginning of one of the phases here and we were uh-huh. opening up and my brother in law was like, Yeah, there's a lockdown in Uganda. But I'm like, ah, oh, but I see CG just like having fun. Like I don't understand. Like we'll be posting this and that. I'm like, wait, what kind of lockdown is this? Can you bring me there too? 
Oh my goodness. You know, there was a saying that like a lot of Ugandans would say it was uh, lockdown is a mindset. It's so bad. Yeah, (laughs) it's so bad. But that's what it was like it lockdown did apply. Okay, so the cutoff time Mm -hmm. was what one was when did 7pm there was a 7pm at one time. I think when I got there was nine. No, no. When I first mm-hmm. arrived, it was open. Then they they did the mm-hmm. lockdown like two weeks later, and curfew was seven, if I remember. But yeah, mm-hmm. you know, in Uganda, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's ways. That's, that's how Ugandans are. It's so bad, mm-hmm. but yeah, there was ways to kind of you know finesse and kind of be out past lockdown. Um, but personally, mm-hmm. I also did like Kampala being locked down because it is a is a crazy place. Like. It's busy. Kampala is madness, yeah. So mm. when it's shut down, it was quiet at night at least. Now that it's opened up again, like you're gonna hear people jamming on a Monday to Monday to Sunday, and yeah. music going all night, yeah. like literally till two a.m. There's no such thing as you know uh, curfew in terms of noise curfew that we have here in Ontario. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so back to the question that <laughs> you were supposed yeah, to did I go, just line. Yeah, yeah. You do what you want. Uh huh. I do what I want. Yeah. Sorry. Now I went off. I'm like, yeah. That was an example no, of doing what I want. Of do what <laughs> you want exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So a lot of people thought I was crazy. My parents were warning me. You know, even when I landed to like aunties, uncles, cousins, friends, being like, "What? What are you doing here?" <laughs> but you know, I find that during the pandemic and COVID lockdowns. I mean, I know things are still, you know, waves and stuff are still going on, but. Mm-hmm. There was two issues. People were getting sick. People were getting COVID and passing away. Yes. Mm -hmm. But mental health was a huge thing. And for Mm -hmm. me, who already has struggled with my mental health since I was like 18, or at least that's Mm -hmm. when it really came to me that, okay, there's something going on. You realized, yeah. Yeah, at 18. Like I now was like, this is something that I need to take care of more than fearing about catching COVID to be honest, Mm. you know, I was lucky because it's not like I was staying with, um, like I stayed with a cousin there and also a friend too, Mm -hmm. um, at some point, but I wasn't around like my parents, even here in Canada. So Mm. I wasn't putting anyone at risk per se. So it was really just me to make that decision. Do I want to stay locked up in Ottawa or do I Mm. want to have, you know, some kind of connection to home, to family, and not feel so isolated anymore. I called my mom one day and I said, I will not let this country kill me. And I left. Mm. I said, I'm going, you know? So, yeah. So I really learned more about trusting God too during such a crazy time, trusting Mm. myself. What do I, Mm. like, how do I want to live my life? You know, not what the whole world is doing, but what do I want to do? Where do I feel God is calling me? And it could sound crazy to people, you know, but I trusted and I had such a great experience. I grew so much in the last year um, and I was happier. I mean, yeah, people did see me on, on, on social media, on Instagram. I was happy. Sweet. People kept saying, actually, you you're best glowing. Line. Yeah, you're glowing. Yeah, 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 Uganda yeah, yeah. looks good on you. So I thought mm. about it. I was like, oh, wait a minute. That means there was an issue. <laughs> there was an issue before Uganda. <laughs> people saw, you know, saw something. So... Mm. Yeah, I mean, it it really spoke for itself that I I 
as I like to say, heal, grow, glow. So I was healing, I was Ooh, growing, and I was glowing. And you were glowing. <laughs> I was sis. glowing. But you know, one of the things that you, you're saying, CG, when you talk about like trusting yourself, recently mm-hmm. I was just actually going through my own thing and something, I was doing like a release letter, right? And mm-hmm. one of the things that I realized that we do a lot um, as humans or you know, just women, humans, whatever we want to call it, is that that self-betrayal, you know, yes. like knowing knowing within yourself what you really want, what you really want to to do. But then you're instead of trusting what your spirit or your intuition is telling you, you betray yourself. Yeah. And you yeah. doubt yourself. And yeah. you listen to everything and everyone else apart from what is like what is really within you and Mm -hmm. like honestly like I applaud you for taking that bold step because a lot of us wish we could like just get up and be like no I'm gonna listen to what's inside of me and I'm gonna Mm -hmm. go I think I did that when it comes to church when I, I made that decision of just being like I don't have to experience a massive amount of trauma in yes. in in church before I decide that this is not for me. Wow, I've seen yeah. what I needed to see. Yeah. And I feel I mm-hmm. have a feeling, I have a desire to leave. Right. And I'm gonna go. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And that and, was a process. Ooh, that was a, a process. And it still I'm is. so proud of you. Like it to still this is. day. Yeah. It still is a process. It like is. it still is. To this day, it still me. is. It's like something that you can't. It, it, it's it's it becomes part of you. You know what I yes. mean. And it's really hard to like break away from certain. I don't want to use the word doctrine per se, but just certain ideologies. You know yeah. that was. It's within our minds. In, it's a mindset. Yeah. It became yeah, 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 you know yeah. so engraved. So it's like it's now separating. So engraved. Yeah, like what it's was deeply engraved. Yeah, I know, and I can imagine for you especially. Very, very, very deeply engraved. And I know also specifically Ghanaians, like the culture is like, yo, you like if you're from Ghana, actually, I met this guy the other day. He said he's from Ghana. I'm like, so you're a Christian, right? Yeah. (laughs) He's like, how'd you know? I'm like, because I know how Ghanaians are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is like an annoying assumption because people do it about us Ugandans too. Ugandans, but yeah. It, it's I, I know West Africans when they are in, especially in a Pentecostal church. Hey, yes, yes, to just yes. make that decision to step away is you're gonna get a whole community looking at you like, what's up? Yeah, my mom for a minute she thought that I was like losing it. Um, a bit like you, you know. I'm sure your parents were just like, what's wrong with this girl? She doesn't even mm-hmm. know the country. She didn't grow exactly. she, we didn't even born her there like what is yep. she going to do what are you going to go do in uganda like what do you know about uganda like you know <laughs> what i mean and you're just like no like my spirit is telling me to get up and go i'm gonna get up and go yeah <laughs> and it's it's so important that we really really dive deep within ourselves and trust you said the word trust trusting ourselves trusting yes. ourselves is so so key but we keep betraying ourselves yeah. Daily. And I think it's so important because I realize like when you do trust yourself, when you look at, you know, I'm I'm blessed that I don't have a husband, I don't have kids. This is the moment I can do something for myself without thinking about dependence or other people, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, girl. Because <laughs> mm. you are you. in that position. So there's so many other things you have to think about, but there are a lot 
of single women specifically that this is like my thing I swear I want to preach to stop waiting around like I'm looking for my man I want to think about the babies and all these different things that like society conditioned us to think of like the next step in our lives especially in our 30s no if you can go and live in a, a new experience and get to know yourself outside of your comfort zone please do it because you grow you know like a lot of people stay stagnant because they're not listening to the voice within they're not going you. after the things that they want to do. They're overthinking everything, you know? And I, but I have to also say, like, I'm blessed because I had that opportunity because of my circumstances. And then also having a lot of friends and family in Uganda, that was my mm-hmm. safety too. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, I go, you know, try it out. Thank God. I have to honestly shout out to friends and family who held me down during that year because it's not like I don't have no like a hundred thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars savings. No, there, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. no. Okay, that mm-hmm. was favor from friends and friendship. Mm-hmm. OSAP, some savings, did some work mm-hmm. while I was there as well. But it was mm-hmm. a hustle. Some days I didn't know, am I gonna have enough to continue going on? You know, but I had friends who mm-hmm. also were rooting for me, and so they stepped yes. in to support me too. Whether it was like staying at my friend Timothy's house, you know. Mm-hmm. Being Timothy, fed for shout out to Timothy. Yo, that dude is some uh, so cool person, man. I really so like dope. that dude. <laughs> like so I spent just a so few up. hours in this person in his presence and just you know during my sister's wedding and like I was like yo this is a really cool guy like right? I want to be his friend you know? but shout out to him and he's so shout loved he's so loved so you know those yeah. and those are the people like it the way that he's loved is because he is love you know who mm. the way that he has loved and cared for me personally as his friend and sister because by force I force mm-hmm. myself into that boy's life we always make jokes about it <laughs> I've been on his <laughs> on his our first date in Toronto I was there like <laughs> mm, that's funny but but yeah you know so you know looking at the things the opportunities that we have you know resources thinking outside of the box to make something work is you know and going after what you want is just something we we have to start doing you know especially during these times where we've had things are turning into more you know there's remote or hybrid experiences like there's just there's ways you can work around systems. There's always ways. Now. There's always yeah. ways. But I think when, when we're so caught up, as you mentioned, like with the standards of, of society and what society tells us that we should do, and not only society, but our culture also, right. you know, like kind of gives us like this list <laughs> of what you should be doing at this age, at this time, this hour, this minute, this second. And you're there just waiting for those moments to happen. But then it's like, what if it never happens? And it's so funny you talk about you having just that freedom and not having responsibility because I was asking myself after I had my son, I was like, so what was I doing this whole time? <laughs> like I swear, I was like, wait, <laughs> what the heck was I doing with my life this whole time? I was like, honestly, cause it's like yeah, now, you know, after I had my son, CG, I started a bunch of things. I started, I started a new business. I started coaching. I started this fitness thing. I started, what did I do? Um, I can't even remember the list. I went back to therapy. Wow. You did it all. Literally did it all. Yeah. Because it's like, I felt, I think after I had him, I felt like, oh my God, like not that my life was over, but like I have even greater responsibilities and the things that I've always wanted to do, like I felt like, oh, now I have to do them. But it's like, no, you have a baby to take care of. And I think for, I I had a little breakdown also. And then I had a podcast that I was running. So it was just like too much, too Mm -hmm. much. Why? 
Why? Because during the time that I was single or even even when I was dating, mm-hmm. I wasn't paying attention to myself and I was Ooh. so caught up in my mind. Uh-huh. I was so caught up with so much trauma. Mm-hmm. I had so much trauma going on and I just didn't know what to do with it. Ooh, I just did yes. not know what to do with it. I didn't know where to go. I was stagnant. I was pursuing, working, saving, making money, which none of them happened. And then all of a sudden I got married. You know, right. and then after you get married, it's like you're just caught up trying to figure out, like, because you're living in trauma in a marriage, you're trying to figure mm. out, okay, how do I marriage and keep it like going and then after this happens and then that happened and then you realize you're not even living life like yeah. life is to be lived yes, you know? yes. And, and when I see people like UCG like you know like really take um these type of bold steps it's an encouragement to mm. be like you know what maybe right now I'm probably not in in it's not that I'm I'm probably not in the position to just get up and go <laughs> as mm. I please but it shows me that it's still possible Yes. That you can get up yeah. and go. Just yeah. take your son with you this time along. Make sure you mm-hmm. both have a passport yeah. and go. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it just, I don't know. It's like, it's um it's a difficult thing to like break out of our culture, like the way it the is. culture has taught us to be. And but now I feel like a lot of uh millennials, is that what they're called? And yeah. like Th- those after us, what are they, Gen Zs? Or they're, Gen the Gen Zs. Zs. they're the Gen Zs. The Gen Zs. They're like, they're breaking these barriers, you oh, know, yeah. and making these statements and affirming themselves and starting things and doing things and being like, yeah. Like, and not accepting <laughs> being abused in workplaces and stuff, you mm. know, like they really... Yeah, they're just like nah, and, and also sometimes it's extreme though. Some 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 Gen Zs I can say like are a little, are a bit like I'm gonna do what I want, and then there's the reality of like sometimes we have to do what we don't want to to then yeah. get to what we do want. You what know, we want. so there's Very that. True. But then for us, like our generation, it's like we got stuck in. Yeah, we got to keep doing this so that. We're one day, one day we'll get to really experience life. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, because that's what we saw our parents doing. Exactly. You know, we come, we come from our the generation before, which, which is our our the baby boomers, which are mostly mm-hmm. our parents, um, or I think it's baby boomers and Gen X or something like that. Like this, these two groups. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like the way, especially like immigrant parents. The way they perceived life out here mm-hmm. was very limited. Yeah. You know, it's like here, this is a place where you come, opportunities and all of that stuff. You have great opportunity. And I don't know about your parents, but like, I feel like for me, my parents, they still limited themselves so much. There was yeah. so much they could have done. But mm-hmm. because I grew up and saw them with that limitation is like, you feel, you know, I'm just like, okay, well, um, I guess I could do a little bit better than my parents, you know, like, I don't know. I just feel for me, for some reason, it was so much harder because I look at my sisters, like mm-hmm. me and my sister were like six, all six years apart. Right. 
And I look at the one after me. She's like a boss lady right now, like running her yeah, business. Yeah, Lisa, like, another Lisa, shout out. Yeah, so she, proud of her. Like That's another one who inspires me. What? I'm like, yeah, what? Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. what? How? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the shy she's, Lisa, she's, the quiet Lisa. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Yeah, she's a she's a boss lady, like doing her thing, you know. And also, I remember her. She was she was like the first one to actually like get up and leave the the house, you know, mm. and, like to come to school down here. And yeah. obviously, encouraged by me, I was I encouraged her because I was like, yo, you don't you don't want to be locked down like me. Because in right. my head, I felt like I, there was no hope for me. Yeah, in my head, I felt like that was it. It was born. done. Very, yeah, very it was done. Yeah. Like, this is where I am and this is where it's going to be. <laughs> you yeah. Know? You guys have, like, the opportunities and stuff to, like, expand and grow. Mm-hmm. So go, you know, like, spread your wings and, and fly. Um, And then I look at my other sister, Vanessa, and she's also at another level, you know, traveling to do this and that and this and that. And they're just living their, their I would say, their dream. And me, I'm out here and I'm just trying to figure out, okay, what is my dream? Mm, yes what is my dream because my dream was always to like just make sure i please my parents enough right yeah make sure i please them enough make sure that they are they are content with me yes but it that also never really happened no because my ass didn't finish school Mm. like i didn't get no bachelor's or master's and all of that stuff i didn't go Mm. do none of those things you know what i mean so it's like Literally, I sometimes ask myself, like, what was I doing? Mm, what yeah. was I doing? So yeah. being able to really be at a place in our lives where we no longer kind of like just sit around, wait for, wait for, wait for. I think it's, no, it's not time for that anymore. I'm now 38 and now I'm just like, okay, yeah, like. I want to live, <laughs> you know, yeah. I want to live to the fullest. I want to make sure that I leave. Like I was talking about leaving a legacy, but like this time around, I really want to make sure that I leave a footprint on this earth. And, and when it's time for me to go, I know that, okay, I did something. I shook, I shook a little bit of, of the universe, you know, I yeah. did a little something. And yeah. it's, it's so important. It is so, so important. Even when people think, like you said, like when people think that you're crazy, go for it. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned too, like when you talked about our parents' generation and the limited thinking, you know, it's because they were also taught to think in a limited way. Like for them, their parents probably were just like, my, you know, getting their kids' education or getting their kids to outside countries, to Canada, America, you know? So they just see, they're just trying to get to this great place. Then they get to the place and they're like, oh, wait. Then they're also limited because they are immigrants, they're black, they're exactly. Africans, you know. So there's yeah. so we now as kids, you know, we're only seeing that limit, you know. So then yeah. your goal is very limited to be like, okay, let yes. me just please my parents. So then you're not even you're not you're no longer thinking about yourself. So when you say, Oh, what was I doing? You were you were not thinking about yourself this whole time. I wasn't you were thinking, yeah. I wasn't. You know, you thought about your parents, you're the eldest too. So I understand based on like talking to my eldest, eldest. So my yeah, the eldest, and also uh, one of my cousins who's also the eldest, and another girl. Actually, I've been now having taken an interest in the firstborns. What did you experience? Because you guys were the the child children, and I feel so we are bad. Trials. I actually it's feel so bad. So bad. It's like terrible. It's horrible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I look at my imagine. son, and I'm just like. I don't want him to be the trial. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. want him to be like the the 
oopsie, okay, we'll do better with the next one. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, now we learned. Ah, try and error, next. No. And then you you guys just have the so much trauma. And it's like, oh, well, actually, I was reading somewhere about dysfunctional families and how, like, you know, there the sometimes there's, like, the golden children and the golden children if the if the golden child has done well on the outside the family will think oh we're okay because look at this one but neglect the others what about the others then what's going on with them are you paying attention you know so why isn't ama going after her dreams but her sisters are you know what's that about let's explore that that you know so i i think that's another thing too is it is hard to to get out of the mindset and i was i think i was kind of like lisa where i mm, even runji my younger sister was also brave so there were the two young ones and born in the 90s and everything so the shift started happening with our ages where we did get a little bit more yeah yeah, Yeah. brave and because we have older siblings we're like well they got in this trouble so like at least i can kind of push in certain things (laughs) yeah so So yeah, I mean, I, I feel like um, the energy that the parents, our parents, used to um, discipline us. I, I feel I could be wrong, but from my observation in my personal family, the energy that was used to discipline me was yeah. not the same energy used to discipline my two other siblings. For I think sure. Lisa got a little bit, a little bit of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Vanessa, forget it. But yeah. <laughs> like. I, I got some <laughs> traumatic, <laughs> very traumatic disciplines, you know? What I mean? And I think, you know, going back to something that you mentioned about limitation, I think what it is also is exposure. Uh-huh, um, exactly. I feel like exposure is really, really, really important. Yeah. Um, because the more that you are exposed to other cultures, other people, other uh-huh. cities, countries, um, other things, um, just the more you are exposed to stuff, I feel the more that it allows you to to think big, think bigger and think beyond your own limitations or the limitation that you've seen your parents, you know, go through. Yeah. Actually, that's another thing that I want to mention is my friend, Rachel, she, she lives in Uganda. We both like she, she, um, we both grew up in Canada, but then we, at one point she moved to where I was living in Newmarket and we like grew up like from how old would she come when I was like grade six or something. So we were really close, you know, we've grown up like very similar in so many ways, but I've always known Rachel, like I've been very, very involved in the Ugandan community, whether I'm in Ottawa, Toronto, I, that's just who I am. Now I realize that's just how I am. And also other Africans, like, you know, me, me, I, I love my people. That's why I call myself an African Canadian creative. Cause as much as I'm Ugandan, I still connect so much with other African countries. Other so African I'm like, man, I'm everything, man. Yeah. I'm African period. You are. So yeah. <laughs> so what did um, Rachel, Kwame Nkrumah say? Which, I think he said, um, I'm not African because I'm born there. I'm African because Africa, Africa's in me. I'm going to look for the quote properly. Yes. I'm going to look for the right quote. Sorry. Sorry. Late Kwame Nkrumah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm messing up your quote, but like, we'll find it. Let's talk about Rachel. <laughs> yeah. So you know, Rachel, like, that's one thing I, I know. Because she started a business called Love Lackery. She was um, making African accessories and doing her thing mm. here in Toronto, you know. So she would go back home to get materials, work with women there, come back. So she would go to Uganda for a couple of months, come back. So she had this idea she's going to live part in Uganda, like skip winters, come back Toronto summers kind of thing. She got yeah. stuck there during the lockdown. She now lives in Uganda. So 
seeing okay. her journey and knowing where we've come from, knowing that like she, cause for me, since I was so involved, like I, I knew we, we both love our culture, but I know she wasn't as like in a, in a, in a, in a, with the Ugandan mm-hmm. and Africans mm-hmm. as much as I was. So mm-hmm. I'm like, if this, and I know she's bougier than me in so many ways. So I was like, if this girl can do it, <laughs> I can, <laughs> I can do it all. You know, I didn't think I could do a year though. I won't lie. Like I was there like, yeah, I'll do a couple months or, and I was like, I'll go a couple months, come back, then do a year again. But you know, circumstances that ended up being there for a year. But so exposure is that is seeing people do it. So I, I think that's why I hope that, yeah, people will be inspired like yeah. CG. Cause me, yeah, I was a shy girl too. My, my sister used to be the one to like call doctors for me, dentists. Like I was so Aww. different when I was a kid. And then wow. this, even my fear of doing this was a thing. Like that's why like, I've broken free by taking that risk, but I have to give it yes. up to, you know, having friends like Rachel where I'm like, eh, there's her. Mm. And if anything, I know I can call her. Like, and so many times I'd be like, yo, doing the, my citizenship and passport process, Rachel, mm. my God, if it wasn't for Rachel, no one else understands. Big up Rachel, pull up yeah, Rachel. I hope up. you listen to this episode. <laughs> We're bigging you up, sis. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. And she's, she's, I, man, that girl, I have to give her like so many props because she's gone through a lot. And keeps getting back up and going through it, you know. Again, she also, you know, her dad's there. Like, there's certain, we all, we each have certain support systems in Uganda that help. I am not going to be the person that wakes up and goes to China. So I, you know, Mm. props to people who do that. Something like, you don't even know people. It's a place where people are going to look at you like, who are you, this black person? Uh -uh, Me, I had to see melanin to survive. And no matter where I go, me, I want to backpack mm. Africa. I need to stay with my melanin because... <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. No, I feel but, you on oh, that. I'm so sorry. I want to add one thing. No, but go ahead. with a lot of racial trauma I had, going to my country, knowing who I am, brought me so much peace. Now I come back. Girl, I walk like a queen. Confident. I used to walk like, oh, this white person, they could think this of me. Oh, this person. Mm. Yo, now uh, mm. think what you want. If you think I'm going to steal mm. your bag, that's on you. To have your trauma and insecurities mm. with black people, your mm. judgments, whatever. But I'm walking these streets with my head high, held high now. I used to not. So, yeah, I'm like, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I was I love me. that. Because it was hard. I before. love that. And back to Kwame Nkrumah's quote is, I'm not African because I was born in Africa, but because Africa was born in me. Yes. Oh, girl, I need that. I need like that. straight up, and and Can I you, feel I I totally feel the same way um, mm-hmm. when it comes to I was born in Ghana, but I came mm-hmm. here at a very young age. So obviously, I don't know much about like the the country itself and 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 its fullness. But mm-hmm. like I remember the first two times that I went back, I just knew deep down inside that like that's where I belong, you know, yes. like this is home for me. I was scared. I remember the first time because of the way people were talking about Ghana, but yo, the minute I landed, I was like, yo, this is my heaven. What are you talking about? Like, this is it. This is life. Yes. This is, this, it was everything, everything, mm-hmm. everything I needed. Um, And so you, you spent a whole year in Uganda, um, CG during that year there, um, I know that you talk a lot. You, you're you're big on like mental health, as you mentioned, or anything. Um, did you experience any mental health, like you know, struggles or anything of the sort? And if oh, you yeah. did, like, how did you manage? 
How oh boy. Yeah, for sure. My gosh. That's one thing too. You know, sometimes you can think that, you know, it's all bliss in another country and, you know, people did see me on Instagram glowing, but Hey, did I not have days? <laughs> hey, uh-uh. <laughs> I had days. I was not pushing. I'm just like, yo, I can't do this. What, you know, no matter where I am, but how I managed was I became open with my family, with my family here mm. and with my family back home. And it was hard because, you know, Ugandans still have that, a lot of Ugandans still have that mentality of you're mentally sick. You need to go to, you know, uh, um, there's a place called uh, Butabuka, which is like a hospital for mentally ill, for mental mm. illness. But mm. it's like, you know, how it's like you're mad. That that thing over yeah. here now, you've lost yeah. your mind. You know, we don't yeah. understand yeah. that there's different degrees of mental health issues. That's so mental health. Mm-hmm. I would say being open with my family members and, and, and letting them see what depression looks like, you know, what mental health struggles look like and getting that help. So having friends and family being aware, they would then make sure either to give me space, I just need time to myself or to see where they could help me, you know, because sometimes it was as simple as like, I'm struggling to figure out like where I'm going to go to, to get my, like, like who... Like getting someone to help me like extend my visa or passport because the systems in Uganda are just so frustrating to deal with, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, or feeling like, am I really moving? And like, okay, I miss my parents. Like all these different things would come up. Or like, what am I really doing with my life? What am I doing here? Even school, like mm-hmm. I, I finished my degree because I went back to school, mm-hmm. which was hard too, you know? Um, but mm-hmm. I, I, at one point I told my mom, like, I'm not even finishing my degree. Forget this. I announced to the world, oh, I'm going back to school at 30. <laughs> you know, I struggle with my mental health. I'm going to finish it. And I was like, mom, I'm not finishing it. <laughs> Of course, she's like, that's the devil talking. And I'm just like, I don't, even stop. <laughs> like, I don't care. The devil I'm is not. a liar. The devil is a liar, you know? So, but th- same thing with school, just being open. That's how I started dealing with it, being open. So then as I became open, you get different resources. So even at school, I got mm. some support. I, you know, I changed some of my classes. I found a way to still graduate, um, mm. get that support. And then to be very honest with you, it was really bad one uh, at the beginning of this year where I was getting like these migraines, like where my mental health was now impacting me. Mm. I think to be honest, during December, it's a crazy time. People are partying so much. There's so much going on. I had my friend's mm-hmm. wedding, my school, finishing the mm-hmm. degree and all that. Mm-hmm. So I was overwhelmed by January. Oh, I was mm-hmm. hosting friends. I even forgot. There was so much. Yeah. So anyways, I started to get this thing where uh, it was impacting my head and my body. So I went to see a psychiatrist. My friend is a doctor, referred me to the psychiatrist who specializes in migraines. So we thought, okay, maybe I have a migraine. Then she started asking me questions. She's like, sis, are you depressed? And I'm like, I mean, I don't know. This is how I, like, she, I'm like, this is just how I fun. This is how I feel. Like for me, depression went, I thought, I was like, me, I'm not depressed because I'm, at least I have the will to live. Because for me, depression was, I didn't want to live, you know, cause that's how I have felt before. Like I, you know, you know, you know what I mean? You know, when you've healed and moved through certain stages. So I'm like, I'm done with that. But she just explained to me how it can manifest and impact the body, you know, which I kind of knew about, you know, the body keeps score and stuff. But then I decided, you know what, she, she, she asked me about going on medication. It's something that I had been told before and whatever. I tried like once just, I really took one pill one time had a bad reaction tried another time one pill had a bad reaction i was like this is not for me so i decided you know what i'm in uganda now in a great a greater headspace glowing healing flowing (laughs) 
But I I need to come to terms with the fact that I I have depression, you know? So, and I've tried so many different things, you know, working out, therapy and all this. So I decided to, to take medication and honestly... I'm still taking med- medicine mm-hmm. and it's helped me so much. Um, I did like a lot of research too, like on YouTube, like mm-hmm. people's experiences with this specific mm-hmm. uh, antidepressant. It's like for anxiety and depression, but mm-hmm. I know my struggles definitely more with mm-hmm. like literally people, <laughs> people don't understand. Like I can be this person, but like, mm-hmm. yo, I wake up and I'm like, <laughs> especially in Canada, I'm like, <laughs> I'm already I 32 think- and I'm exhausted. How am I going to have a child? How am I going to be with a man? How am I going to do this? I'm is tired. it called is it called high oh, i had the word in my head high functioning i'm a high, high functioning, functioning depression the depression yeah i think that's what i have but i am mm. <laughs> i love how i'm like i think that's what i have like i just was like yeah i went to a psychiatrist but anyway so pretty much like i still have to learn more about my depression that's really what i'm saying so being open about it, even saying this on a podcast, I feel like this is where I am going to get my help and my breakthrough of is just being like, this is where I'm at. Whatever. I don't care what anyone thinks because, yo, everybody is suffering from something and will eventually or know someone who is. And I, it's okay. Like, I, it doesn't make me less of a human or less of a person. Mm-hmm. If you look at my history, I got some bare trauma and generational yeah. trauma. You can get depressed yeah. and in this country too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But anyways, to summarize, definitely speaking up and getting support and and taking the advice of professionals because i was stubborn yes. because of church mentality to take yes medication i was like no jesus is gonna heal me jesus has yes. healed me i'm fine yes. you know you get into yes. that denial when you're in in that uh thinking but yeah yeah i feel like high high um what's it called again high intensity high functioning. high functioning depression is even more scarier than like when you're depressed and you're low because like you're still flowing you're still going what do you say you're flowing you're growing you're glowing yeah. <laughs> you're still glowing flowing and growing you know what i mean but then there's actually a little bit something wrong you know yeah because you're, you're not fully yourself you're not fully there you're not fully aware you know you're, you're fully dying inside yeah and i love know. the fact that i love i love the fact that you mentioned yeah yeah and i love the fact that you mentioned you mentioned that um you you were honest with yourself one honest Mm -hmm. with those around you two Mm -hmm. and honest with the help that you sought um i feel sometimes it's really difficult to admit yeah (laughs) that we have a mental health challenge as much as mental health right now is a bit more um you know we talk more about a bit more about it and there's more um support and accessibility out there with mental health but it's admitting to yourself like yeah i'm suffering Mm -hmm. (laughs) i have a challenge it doesn't i love the fact that you said it doesn't make you less of a human it doesn't Mm -hmm. make you like less of a person you are still you are still human you are even more human because you yeah. feel, because you yeah. feel. And yeah. I think a lot of times we try to run away from feeling. We try to yeah. run away from feeling certain ways and, and yes. distract ourselves with a bunch of stuff. But sometimes we need to feel in order to heal. Exactly. Oh, me and my, me and my, um, me and my cousin, we're actually going to be starting something together because she's a psychologist in the UK. Yeah, yeah. And we keep saying that you have to feel to heal. Yeah. You have yeah. to like, 
it is so important. And it's something I'm now learning in my courses too, my counseling courses, you know, that I'm taking where Mm -hmm. it's like as a counselor, I am going to have to set up an environment where the client can feel their emotions and name them because we get scared of the emotions. Name them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Naming your emotion is so important because once you put, you know, like in, in the, in when I used to walk in the, I don't want to say that I'm not a Christian anymore because I still have mad love, mad respect for Yeshua, Jesus, whatever we want to call him. Um, but I just don't, you know, um, <laughs> one of the things <laughs> is I always felt like when you give a name to a sickness, yeah. that sickness has more power over you. Right. But I'm at a place where I'm just like, nah, I'm going to tell you who you are because I want to yeah. show this sickness that I've identified you. Yes. And now I know what I need to do in order to get rid of you. Yes. Because exactly. if you don't know what it is, if you don't know, oh, I have a headache. What kind of headache? Is, is it a migraine? It's like, yeah. like you, you had a headache. Mm-hmm. You thought it was just a simple migraine. But mm-hmm. no, you realize is that depression that be eating up <laughs> inside yes, of you inside of you know me. Yeah, eating you, but now body so much exactly but lot, now yeah. that you've identified what it is specifically mm-hmm. you know how to attack it you know like you have and the tools and and like whatever that you need in order to to, to fight this thing that's eating you up but you have yeah. to admit it you have to be real you have to feel it you have to accept it yeah because when yeah. you don't accept it then it's just like okay let me just like party in her body but once yeah. you're like yes you are here <laughs> but you do not belong here you yeah know, we're, we're gonna fix you up <laughs> exactly and knowing <laughs> that like it's like the different tools that we that are in place for us you know and resources to help us through different mental health struggles like it's not a, it doesn't have to be a permanent thing, you know, like, you know, for example, taking medication, like it's overwhelming, but like, yo, there's some days that I actually don't take it. And I'm like, okay, like, so I can kind of tell the difference, but I'm like, hey, yeah, today I kind of want to not, or I want to feel a certain way, or I want to take this thing called cacao and just like <laughs> go through, yeah. you know, not advising that to people. I It's because I really know myself, I know my body, and I've been mm. on this journey since I was 18 of like, figuring yeah. myself out with depression and stuff. So, yeah. but you know, there's times where people are on it and then they slowly come off it, you know, with the, with the help yeah. of a physician, a doctor and yeah. they're okay. Then, you know, cause sometimes it's like, you need it to get you through a certain point or even, yeah. cause that's the thing I realized I was like, I'm not even motivated to go to the gym anymore. You guys saw me too on Instagram. I was in the gym. I was doing all the things yeah. and then I crashed completely. So you know, I'm like, hey, let me take this to help me through this. Or if I'm now I'm going to do therapy again. I'm like, hey, I know in order for me to become a counselor and coach for people, I am going to need a therapist. Like I'm going to need my own coach and therapist and help yeah. to, to unpack and go through stuff. It could be forever, yeah. could be for a moment, but a just like when yeah. people, the people are recovering cancer patients, cancer survivors, they sometimes yeah. just went through chemo for a moment. Now they're fine. So yeah. I think we have to just like normalize so many different ways of healing and getting help yes, and knowing yes, that it's going to be yes. different. Try a thing or two, you know, and yeah. you'll be See fine. What works but I, I now realize I knew I need to be more open and vocal about it to break a lot of stigmas for our culture and for, for people. Our generation. Yeah. Our generation. Yeah. yeah. Because 
not everyone is very open, but no. when it comes to this subject, I, yeah, again, most people know after losing friends to suicide, I'm like, I'm a, I'm just gonna You're speak gonna about it. it. Yeah, yeah. Right, you, so. you, you, we have to speak about it. I think we 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 don't have a choice <laughs> but mm-hmm. to speak about it because there are yeah. too many people, especially nowadays with COVID and now like inflation is at a high. People are still losing their jobs, still trying to figure out what the heck is going on. <sighs> it's a lot. So it's, it's it's a lot. It's like mm-hmm. too much, like too friggin' much. Like I'm just tired thinking about it, like yeah. right now. Um, but yeah. tell me something. I think I saw you post something. Um, when you were in Uganda, I think you were outside. I don't remember what you were doing, but I just remember you wrote something about connecting with your ancestors. Can you can you elaborate on that? That I when you said you're connecting with your ancestors. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, people are gonna get my church folk are gonna be like, oh my god, yeah, I love I, this is the thing. I make jokes a lot now about that stuff because I know how I used to view people talking about ancestors. I was like, what is this devilish stuff? But then when you just look at the word ancestor, it's the people before us. Why are we so scared? You know? Why are we so and, scared? Yeah, and like when you're connecting, it could be connecting through looking at photo albums, it could be learning, it could you know, it could be just being on their ground. It's not so like, oh, I'm channeling some ancestral thing in my soul, <laughs> you know? So that's why now I'm like, yo, I'm going to keep making jokes about it. Because that's another thing. I'm like, we got to get out of this mentality, especially if you've come out of the, the, the church and stuff. You have to get out of this mentality of fearing, fearing yeah. our culture and our people. So yeah. yeah, when I went, I really got... Like when I said connected, like I was just lying down on the grounds that my that my grandparents were at. You know, I slept in my grandma's bed. My my grandparents slept in the same room, two different beds. I thought that was G. Um, yeah, like I was connecting in that way of really learning. And when I got to like learn more about who my grandma was, I knew who I knew more why my mom is the way she is and why I am the way I am. You, are you know, the way you are. especially Beautiful. with women, with I mean, with children and with like the way that we love children and just want to. Bring Bring in anyone like man i will i think i think i'm gonna adopt so many kids or have like mm-hmm. a big home of children because mm. i love kids whether them, whether i was gonna say whether they're my own or not i haven't had my own to, <laughs> but still mm-hmm. i love children and so and also the way i interact with men i learned a lot through how my grandma mm-hmm. was with her with her with her uh husband you know my grandpa mm-hmm. um and then also i went to my dad's side after two on to Kabale for my birthday with my cousin that was the best mm. by the way we said we had initiation we're like we're being initiated into being adults that's when we realized mm. we're on the same journey we found out mm. like my great grandpa was a healer you know and my dad talks about how you know there was the healers where they did the african tradition but now yes. my dad for example being you know trained in the European way. So mm-hmm. I want to learn more and, you know, more of connecting with my ancestors and learning more is what were, what was the African way and why has that yes. been demonized or, yes. or, or been like, no, we should go the European way of healing. Yes. No, yes. because a lot of the African way was natural healings, natural exactly. remedies, you know, exactly. which, yeah. So that's really how I connected. I honestly learned more about who I am. Why am I so into this thing of, I want to help people heal mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, it's generational. It's my generational. dad is a doctor. My sister's now a therapist becoming a psychologist. Find out my cousin, who's my, my actual blood cousin, like her dad and yeah. my dad are brothers is a psychologist. Yeah. My grandpa yeah. 
I mean, my great grandpa, yeah, my grandpa was a doctor. My great grandpa and his brother were healers. Look at that. So, you know, but no offense in church, I was trying to discover who am I, who am I, who am I? And Oof. I'm sorry. I couldn't like, I couldn't. Oh, my God. You want me to cry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but I, I couldn't honestly I'm like they're saying I'm sorry but if they're saying that Ama oh. is the same person you you are in Christ this person's in Christ this we're all in Christ so then we're now almost trained to all be the same and I, mm. I'm sorry I want to be Kabasiji Bakahondo mm. I want to know who God made me to be. And I really believe that he made each of us to be who we are, not just to be like Christ, be like Christ. I don't, I'm sorry. I don't believe in that doctrine of, oh, be like Christ. What does that mean? Oh my God. We can learn and, you know, and, you know, we can learn and, and stuff, but no, I don't know. There's a separation that has happened for me. And I know the freedom I searched for in church is what I got when I went to Africa for you. Yeah. Oh my God. This is, sis, what you just said, like, literally hit me. It hit me hard. Like, Mm. because I realize a lot of people are still looking for who they are. Yeah. And as Christians, I think that's one of the things that we hide behind Christ. Yeah. You know, I remember where I used to go to church before I left. Um, I think we were talking about purpose one day. And then the pastor said that our sole purpose is to be in the image of Christ or something like that. You know, mm. and I've always wondered, like, what does, as you said, what does that even mean? You yeah. Know? Like, what does that mean to me? Like, who am I? That's what, when I want to identify, like, who am I? Mm-hmm. But because we are so far away from our true identity, yes. we take upon ourselves this identity of Christ, if we want to yeah. put it, and say, this is who we are. Yeah. We but then no one is Christ really is, functioning. But nobody is as Christ. <laughs> as Christ. So <laughs> Because Christ functioned in love. Like in, yeah. unconditional love. Unconditional love. You know? And I think we I think maybe there's like a there's not like a clear understanding or like a misconception of being in Christ or being like uh-huh. Christ. Yeah. I feel that maybe that's that's what it is because literally like <laughs> right? from a lineage Mm -hmm. and when this whole christ thing comes in it's as if that lineage that we're actually from no longer exists yes and i don't believe that i really don't believe that because look at the old testament why why was it so important to name your ancestors and know your line yes yes Yes. (laughs) you know (laughs) yes like there's a reason yes and it's not okay. Yeah, now new New Testament Christ done with that. No, so then why? Oh. If it if it was done, then then why is it still there? You know, there's something with that. There's so many things too. I realize the the parallels between African history and the Old Testament too. Like that really would yeah. get to me. I'm like, that's why yeah. one thing that's going to sound crazy, but I asked my I asked my aunt. I was like, so you know, maybe you know, like pretty much. I was like, if half of if there was all this polygamy happening in, in our African culture and same thing with the Old Testament, maybe we're supposed to be a poly- polygamous nation or poly- polygamous culture. <laughs> My aunt was I like, mean, what? That's, <laughs> that's an interesting, that's an interesting say, thing you say. Yeah. Cause I think that's some, like, that's a conversation, like obviously for another day, but yeah. I think it's a conversation that like we need to really sit down and, and, and look at. And really yeah, understand, I'm like, you know, because this happens so much. Yeah, I'm not saying I agree with it. I want that to be or whatever. But I'm yeah. like, we need to start instead of being like, oh, instead of being so surprised that all these things keep happening. Why don't we just see? Yeah. So what is like what? 
what's good? And, you know, like, I don't know. I just feel like there's certain questions I have and I don't feel like they're just all answered in the New Testament and all answered. No, 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 no. You know, because I'm like, yo, I searched, Mm -hmm. I tried. Like, you know, you know, there's some people who can be like, who can say what they want. For me, I'm like, me, I've tried. Or me, I tried. Me, I was deep in it. Me, I did everything for at least a decade, you know. So let me now try this other way of learning more about my history, about African history, Ugandan history, who we are, who I am. And, you know, and, and, and I think that, and, and realizing that there's a, there's a reason why even DNA scientifically, mm-hmm. how do we, we become replicas of a mm-hmm. certain lineage, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. well, you, your and, nose and, is like your grandpa's. Why? How? Uh, what's it called? Um, epigenetics. Mm. Epigenetic, that, that science literally yes. is, is is a um a representation or I'll say like the scientific way of looking at like our ancestors and like the the, the like our lineage and yes, how and the where patterns. we came from and the trauma and all of that stuff. It's it's that's it's like the the explanation of it. Yes. You know, yes. and I feel yes. like even when you look at when you look at like African um spirituality like when you look at even just the way that they understand like the cosmos, cosmos and stuff and nature and all of that stuff, when you yes. dive into when you dive into um when you dive into um quantum physics, you, mm-hmm. you realize that there's a there's a link, you know, and I feel like uh-huh. we as and Old Testament too. The stars, old, the honestly, yes, yes, so yes, yes. Right? Yo, I recently <laughs> met a pastor mm. i'm gonna put this out there i'm i recently met a pastor he was doing teachings with my mom and they were doing astrology really? and I, I turn around and i'm like hold on mommy what are you doing wow <laughs> so i had a quick conversation with him and homie like was breaking things down for me pointing them out in the scriptures talking about how it's important to understand the moon cycles because it's within the moon cycles that sometimes like there, if you're looking for it to get something talking about the, 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 the elements, like homie, he was just like, I was like, are you sure you're a pastor? Yeah, I know. Right. Because we've been um, trained to know this is Juju. <laughs> but then he's very, he's very, but then also like I've recently started just talk to talking to him a bit more and I realized like he's, still also very biblical you know yeah but it's like he knows where to find the answer and one of the things that he told me is that one thing about the bible right is like this this big book with a bunch of words inside Mm -hmm. but sometimes there are deeper things in there that are not written that you can only find by personal revelation Yes, yes. And yes. once you get your personal revelation, mm-hmm. it's yours. Mm-hmm. When you look at the New Testament, everything that Paul wrote or most of the things that he wrote mm-hmm. was by personal revelation. Yeah. It was his personal revelation, was his personal time with God, with Christ during his devotion, during his time that these messages came across. Yes. It was when you look at John, the, the book of Revelation, you know, so it's like it's 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 like we've we've really gotten to a place where we focus so much on we just read the Bible like in fine lines, like oh A A is A plus A is A. 
But it's like, no, it's so much deeper than that. Mm -hmm. And the fact for me is that like stepping away from this whole church thing, CG, it allowed me to also understand myself. Like you, you had to go back home, connect with your your grandparents, your ancestors and realize, oh, this is why I'm like this, this is why I'm like that. But for me, what it did for me is it allowed me to accept me. Mm, Allowed me to accept the fact that sometimes I'm going to say fuck. That sometimes I'm going to say shit. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm going to cuss. Okay, yeah. and and not put upon myself this this identity as if like I don't say these words. No, I do say them. Yeah, that is <laughs> like, me. I do That's say them. The expression of anger has come out, and now yeah. it doesn't mean I've backslid. Like, exactly, you know, and, and and literally because you know you get to a point sometimes I feel like. Sometimes I feel like we we lose we actually lose a big part of ourselves in church we a do. lot of time. I we don't. Lost we, don't we don't want to admit it. We don't want to <sighs> admit it. We don't. People people want to be like, oh, I feel like there's some churches that are like, okay, you know, I'm not yeah. bashing churches. Please don't. Yeah. Don't, that's not our goal here or anything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But I think um, when it comes to discovering self, yes. when it comes to being in alignment with your higher self and with your soul and, and your spirit, sometimes you need to step away from what is familiar in order to actually see like who you are. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that you did. You had to step mm-hmm. away from, from the familiar, yeah. from, from the life here, from yes. the everyday mundane life. Yes. To really discover, like, who really is CG? Exactly. Like, why do I have these desires? Or why do I do things like this, like that, like this, like that? And mm-hmm. this, goes, this goes back to what we first started the conversation with, is mm-hmm. that trusting in yourself, trusting Facts. in your God. Yeah. And knowing, like, this is a step that I need to take. So I'm going to go ahead and take that step. Yes. Because it is beneficial to me. Yes, yes, yes. And no, and and I like that too because God, like I, I know that I am like that. God is with me and within me. You know, like that is something that I've known since I was a child. So whether I may be backsliding, maybe I'm doing the wrong thing by leaving church. Maybe I'm doing the wrong thing by doubting and questioning about Jesus. You know, and really, who was he, and what's the role, and all of that, and Christianity, white Christianity specifically. Sorry, I have to mm-hmm. say that. But mm-hmm. um, God's got me. Like I have no worries. It's not about like, oh, now I'm gonna go to hell. No, first of all, anyways, I'm not gonna go into that. But, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I trust, and I have more peace. I had more mm-hmm. anxiety when I was like, am I doing the right thing? Oh my god, I have to ask the pastor. Oh, oh, oh. No, 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 no. I'm gonna trust the same voice and the same, the same. God I used to write to as a kid is the same one who was who told me, 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 me as Kabasichi, yeah. go back, go, uh, go back, <laughs> as if, but go to Uganda. And now I can see why. So I, I, I am questioning and I think it's okay for us too. And yes. we need to have that as another normal, we need to normalize this as well. <laughs> that, yes. that term annoys me sometimes. Normalize. Yeah, yeah. It so much, yeah. But anyways, um, yeah. we have to normalize questioning, leaving people. Yes. Don't be trying to pull me back into the church. First of all, it's not yeah. happening. So it's not happening. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, yeah. <laughs> even when someone was telling me go to church for six months, like we, I don't, as we can tell, I don't just listen 
to people. I won't just do something because someone told me to yeah. that easily anymore. You know, it's 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 really following the spirit. So yeah. I have a question for you before we go. Mm. What is the one thing that obviously we know you mentioned Christ, but apart from Christ, what is the one thing that everyone or most of the people around you really believed in that you no longer resonate with or believe in? Um oh <laughs> Oh gosh. Um <laughs> there was something that came to my mind, but I'm like, no, CG, you're gonna <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Why not? All right, bye. I'm gonna be real. Give it a shot. When it comes to uh marriage, that's okay. I've, my mindset has shifted a bit on that. Um I want to get married, mm. right? But I don't believe that like I don't I don't believe I'm gonna be less of a woman, less of a person or anything if I don't actually get married, especially in the traditional sense or way. Mm. I'm fine having a life partner doing mm. it low key in court mm. and That's not it. like feeling like, oh, it hasn't been at the church and it's not blessed by God. No, I don't believe in that. <laughs> <laughs> if I could yeah. turn back the hands of time, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. So. Mm. It would yeah. have just been my husband, my parents, my my my, my ancestors, his parents, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. Cause yeah. What else? Yeah. We do things such a big show. Yo, Ugandans, I'm sorry. We have a whole and you can name me. I know you guys are so intense too. <laughs> How many weddings? Traditional. Then the next How many minute, weddings is over. It's over. It's over. You're broke. You're suffering you're together. <laughs> like you're you're regretting. You don't even like the auntie who came anymore. You know, like right. certain things. Or in Uganda, unfortunately, a lot of the times people are out here just cheating and, and doing their own things. So madness. We get people get married for their parents a lot. So yeah, that's mm. I would say that's the one thing that my mind has shifted on. I don't need, you know, just a little quiet thing in life partners. Mm. Me, I want a simple, simple. life, by the way. I like simple, that. Very simple. Soft life. Soft life is for me. I'm going after that soft life. life. <laughs> any last words last words um this came to my head too is go and be great yeah. <laughs> you know 2022 go. and beyond go and be great go and live your life and not in the sense of like yolo whatever but like man whatever is within you whatever is calling you just try it yeah. you know just try it i really think everyone women especially man just try it you know we're so much oh we're so much especially black women i have to say we're we are i don't know we're something special we are god's special people period (laughs) sorry amen yeah and i don't want you know like that's for everybody but like i'm like there is something about black women we have some type of mother natural nurturing mother leader something within us and i think we need to keep discovering that because it was beat out of us for years we need to discover that and empower ourselves yeah we have to go back so that's what i would say yeah blessings thank you so much hon we we really appreciate you you. it's good to have you back thank you good to have you back it was great. And, um, hopefully you come back on here. So. Yeah, for sure. I love talking to you. I love talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you so much for tuning in today. We do hope that you learn a thing or two out of this episode. Kindly follow us on all of our social media platform. And yo, something great is happening. Look out for our website coming out fall 2022. Take care. See you next Thursday. <laughs>